0: Bye. Hi, everybody. Today's episode is really interesting uh, given what has happened in the market in the past week and all the volatility that's going on. And we just brought in somebody uh, who can kind of speak to that, who is in the trenches in the financial industry, and who can kind of give us an idea of where that's going, uh, you know, to the best of his knowledge and, and kind of how that affects real estate. So without further ado, here we go. Hi, everybody. We are here today with a member of the financial institution (laughs) who will go nameless. Uh, But we were just having a conversation regarding, uh, you know, the obvious dips that the market took last week and interest rates supposedly supposed to rise. And I just thought it would be an interesting conversation to kind of record and and get someone's take on that's actually in the trenches and working for one of the big, you know, financial firms uh, and what he's seeing. So with all, without further ado, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll dive right in. Um, what do I call you since we're... we're Bob. Bob. Okay. Well, Bob, um, you've obviously seen some significant dips in the market in the past week. Uh, can you speak to kind of what your side of, of the coin is kind of talking about and, and why that's happening?
1: Yeah. So basically the bloodbath we <laughs> had going on last week, three days in a row, the market kind of just tanked on us. Um. think we're averaging about 500 points each day for the last uh, three days. Um, Basically, what was described to me as um, the trade fears with China and what Trump has going on um, and kind of that that trust issue with the the markets. Um, And then with the Fed um, saying that they might not raise interest rates in January because they didn't want to add to the issues going on in the market um, and kind of pile on to the the, f- the first thing that was being focused on, which was the trade issues with China. Um, so yeah, I mean, the Dow Jones dipped to the lowest it's been, I think, since uh, 2015. And then the streak was the most in three days since 2011. Um, yeah, and just based off that, it's kind of scary times because we thought we were out of it and Things looked okay, and then just it kept going down. So, so speaking, look at your four hundred and one k.
0: So, speaking about kind of that that panic and and what has ensued since then, you know, just bringing it back to a real estate perspective, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of buyers sit on the fence right now. Unless they're getting like exceptional deals, um, and we're seeing probably the most dip in pricing in the luxury sector. Um, and luxury is such a broad term, but you know, for purposes of the Hoboken market or this side of the river, really, I think we can define luxury as kind of you know an amenity type situation or a very high price tag, right? So we're saying north of a million dollars. Um, what do you think? Uh, you know, do you think that this buyer concern because of the market dipping will end at some point, or do you think it's kind of a situation where it's going to continue to go get worse before it gets better?
1: I think definitely people um, they're looking for a more button, buttoned up market um, until they actually get the confidence to to purchase homes because especially the guys in the finance world, you know, with the market tanking, they're kind of more inclined to keep their money in their pockets instead of you know risking it in the, on the real estate market amongst other things too, as investment purposes as well. Um, they wanna see the green before they actually <laughs> put their money to, to work in other industries. Um, so if rates do not go up, which will obviously be good for the real estate market, and um, buyer confidence is is instilled with the market actually going back up, as in the Dow Jones, basically in the S&P, um, I think from there, people will be more inclined to start investing in real estate, so I would say, springtime hopefully the confidence will be back um but i think the fact that prices are stabilizing and they're going down somewhat but still strong right they're still strong right now yeah um i think it'll be a good time to buy come spring
0: there was i actually was in like a masterminding session with a bunch of realtors and they were saying that you know the market will pick back up uh, most likely after january's um uh, bonuses are paid out However it will be 10% lower Than what it is now um, Do you think There's any validity In that In that phrase Or do you think You know it's going to Continue to go down Until we hit more Of the spring market Being like You know mid March or what not
1: I think that helps Yeah <laughs> Um But Again I can't really say Right For like A definite But I think You know Bonuses definitely Do get paid out January, February Right And um Obviously, more money in the pocket, right? They may
0: be willing to take the risk. Like one thing I've never understood is like if the market's doing bad, it directly correlates into the real estate market or the luxury market of you know luxury goods and whatnot. And I, I guess in in theory, in its basic state, it makes sense if people aren't, don't have the money, they're not spending money on stuff that they don't need, right? Or upgrading to a home that they necessarily don't need. But to me, it's also you know I attended this luxury broker conference in uh, October. <laughs> and they were saying like, they had a panel of financial investors and they were saying the real wealthy people are really pe- re- people that actually understand the way money works are constantly investing in real estate. And when the market dips, they just invest more. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see any correlation with, you know, if people aren't seeing their money work for them in the market, why not get involved in real estate? Do you, do you think there's any like possibility there where people focus more on purchasing real estate and less on the market because they can't trust the market.
1: I mean, common sense wise, I think smart investors, when they see dips, when they see red, I think they're the ones that are buying in and they're willing to take on the risk. Because, you know, think about the crash, you know, 2008. If you were willing to go in when everyone was losing, you would be making a killing now because everything is completely um, rebounded and, and is now up um, from that time. So, I think the correlation is is strong amongst smart investors mm-hmm. and weak against people that again probably aren't making as much money or are not willing to you know face the volatility in the market, but there definitely is a correlation to like the smart investing if the market is going in a certain direction and you you make you know you make money off the the dip and they say buy the dip right, and if you're willing to buy the dip and clearly you have found the bottom, then you're going to make out and it's just a matter of fact of. If you find the bottom, then you're going to win.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're seeing a lot of investors holding capital. So they, yeah. they're kind of timing out that bottom, which I always feel like is a loser's game to kind of time out the bottom of the market. I feel like once you get involved then you realize the market is behind you yeah. or that bottom is behind you rather. But it's interesting to hear, you know, kind of the perspective that you guys have as far as, as, far as the market. Do you, do you anticipate more volatility in the coming months or do you think with the holidays it'll calm down?
1: I think it always calms down during the holidays because people kind of keep their money under their bed. Um, until the holiday's over, especially before bonus season. But as soon as bonus season hits and people are starting to switch jobs and find better opportunities out there, I think people are more willing to put their money in the market and maybe in real estate as well.
0: Right, I think there was an article, I I wanna say it was the Wall Street Journal, that said that December is actually the best month to buy real estate. it sounds like that's that's actually kind of true with, with stocks as well as far as getting them at a low point. Mm-hmm. Um or is that not necessarily the case? Like has it have they been higher in and on December? Is that
1: Well, I mean right now, definitely. Um, okay. I mean you look at Amazon or Apple, which are the big dogs, right? Like they're at their, their lows for the year. And you know those companies aren't going on a, you know, anywhere, so <laughs> yeah. If I had, if I had the cash, I'd be investing in <laughs> the blue chips, if you will.
0: Well, that's actually um, a good segue. Where is a good place to put? Is it just safe to put in those? You can't go wrong with
1: companies like that. I mean, if you believe in their technology and you believe in what
0: they've already produced, and you
1: know, in the world, I think the everyday use of just the iPhone in general, like Apple, I think that's a company that's never going to go away. Um, Amazon clearly is taking over the world this this Bezos guy just <laughs> he's got he's got the ego that Bezos, dude. he's got the ego to do it but um yeah just companies that you believe in that you think aren't you know highly volatile um that are always going to have everyday use items and that you can invest in or purchase I think you can't really go wrong with like something like that cuz savings account right now you can't really get more than 2% so you can't really put your money anywhere that's just safe unless you just don't want to Make you know some sort of risk right. in making money,
0: but um, is there any is, is there anyone telling people to sell right now? Like yeah. who who should sell right now? Is it someone who needs the money, or you advise basically staying in as long as you possibly can? If yeah, you...
1: I mean, if you could hold on to your investments, I wouldn't get out now, especially on the on the downturn. Yeah, no one makes money selling at the the
0: low. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So, Good yeah. Good point. Good point. And um, kind of to close, where do you think, where are you hearing interest rates are going to go? I mean, we were hearing that they were going to go up two more times in Q1. Are you still hearing that? Are you, are you kind of... If this whole thing blows over with
1: China trade and all that um, going on in the market now and those fears, I think the Feds will raise rates, but I would say maybe once um, and then see where it goes from there. They're not going to double down if, if things are going haywire elsewhere. So I mean, again, that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just, I think just Bob's opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's Bob. Bob is a good man. No, I, yeah, I mean, I think that they ha- they have to. That's one of those things that they end up doing um, when they see a technical, you know, market correction. That's one thing that they do to stabilize the market. So,
0: did you guys see anything with the? You know, we were talking kind of in the luxury sector. We were hoping that after the election in November, we would see kind of an uptick or a little bit more interest. Do you guys, do you guys watch that as closely as we do? Or is there any kind of correlation there or not really?
1: There's always correlation with politics in general, I think. I mean, just look at what's happening with Trump and China, like that tanked the market. And that was just based off emotion. And you never really know what's going to happen, especially with, with Trump. Um, so there's definitely a correlation, it's just a matter of what the topic is and what the effect is and how deep it goes with, with the American people. And I think anytime you see a headline, you know, someone can use that as information against a certain company or whatever it might be, and then, you you know, you see a stock dip or just in general the Dow dips, I mean, yeah, it, it politics is like one of the main factors in In finance.
0: And for people that have like real wealth, I mean, like real, like generational, multifaceted wealth, are they, are you seeing them kind of get nervous or are you basically, they're just, they've been through cycles and they're, they're, ready for the ride like they don't really care as much it seems like we're seeing more people like to see buyers I mean again to cor- to, to bring this back to real estate to see buyers like at that one million dollar mark they're the ones that are like no nine ninety nine 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 nine. I can't tell you how many offers I've put in recently at 999 because they don't want to pay the mansion tax or they don't want to overpay and it's I mean it's rampant I mean I, there's multiple offers I've done just in the past month like that are you seeing people like at that level just holding a little bit more
1: yeah, I think the wealthy, wealthy, I mean, again, they're smart, right? They right. they know about the capital gains. They know about those, the mansion taxes, you said. Um, I think there's a reason why they had their wealthy. I mean, they're frugal with their money. They're not going to put it in bad investments. They're not going to take on the, the huge risks if they know, you know, they'll they'll definitely do their research. But as you say, yeah, I think right now they're probably holding on for the best moment to, to get in. And again, I think, you know, it's again, common sense, I I think, but yeah the smart again we're going back to the smart investor i think that's definitely something that they're willing to
0: right and i think it's also where you're leveraged like if you're so over leveraged that you know that stock dips and you have no money then that's a different conversation you don't really have the stomach for for it
1: there's definitely so many factors that that they look for
0: yeah well since we're not giving your identity i can confidently say this is why you shouldn't be in the market and you should be buying real estate
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) Don't listen
0: to Bob. Don't let, li- no, Bob is, is do not <laughs> listen to Bob. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. This is awesome insight for us and, and we appreciate all of your help, Bob. Thank
1: you. <laughs> it was a
0: pleasure. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Live well.